Welcome to the Caring Advisor Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Elizabeth Brickman, the Caring Advisor. Would you like to experience financial happiness? As a former finance professional credentialed in biblical finance, I want to help you close the gaps, heal the hurts, and put God at the center of your finances. Hey there, I just want to let you know about something. I know everyone is so busy, and you may be listening to this podcast and you haven't remembered to subscribe, but if you haven't, you may want to do it right away. And the reason is I'm offering a special e-booklet that I send to all my subscribers. It's 25 heavenly financial secrets that can transform your money mindset and your life. Now, these are no ordinary secrets. You're not going to find them anywhere else, I don't think. They are different, they are quirky, and they are biblical. And the best part is, after each of these 25 secrets, I show you the Bible scripture that confirms them. Sometimes you hear somebody say something about something clever to do financially, but where is that in the Bible? Well, now you will have it. And these are fun secrets I learned over 25 years. So make sure you subscribe to elizabethbrickman.com and get your gift. There used to be a country and western song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. Remember that? Looking for love in all the wrong places. Well, in today's episode, we're going to look at some of the wrong places to look for money and some of the right places too. If we look for something in the wrong place, sometimes we find the wrong thing, or sometimes we find a counterfeit of the right thing, or we might get entangled or distracted by another thing. When my husband was 17, he was working at a construction job site. On one Friday afternoon, they were paid with an envelope containing the cash, and a guy pulled up in a Cadillac convertible. And he said, I've got a good deal for you on expensive watches. He had a whole bunch of open boxes filled with beautiful Boulevard watches. And my husband noticed that a carpenter bought one, the electrician bought one, and so he bought one too, and he put it in his lunch bucket. The carpenter put his watch on his wrist, and three hours later, the hands of the watch were floating at the bottom of the watch. They had fallen off. So the next day, my husband went to a watchmaker who said... The band is worth maybe $5, and that is the most expensive part of your watch. My husband kept that watch on his dresser for years and years as a reminder. If we look for money in all the right places, the process of finding the money we seek will be safer and truer and better and ultimately faster. Oh, and minus the heartbreaking detours. I'm going to first tell you six wrong places to look for money and then a bunch of right places to look for money. So the first wrong place to look for money 
is waiting for a windfall, waiting for your ship to come in. Isn't waiting a terrible way to waste the undiscovered talent and purpose within you? Waiting will cause you to miss meeting someone who's supposed to be an important person in your life because you weren't where you were supposed to be. Waiting is the same thing as putting your life on stall. Imagine an airplane turning off the engine, going into a stall, and free-falling. What is going to happen? No, no, not for you. Waiting for someone to die so you can get your inheritance? What a bad idea. People have wasted literally decades because they believed that when a parent or grandparent died, they'd get a bunch of money. So instead of investing in their lives, instead of working and growing, instead of planning, they waited through their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and beyond. Some of them have waited 30 and 40 years to live. And sometimes that parent's estate turns out not to be nearly what had been hoped for or expected, especially if inflation took place and that parent or grandparent did not have a financial advisor. One of my clients had dear parents who had promised them that they would cover their twin granddaughter's college education. It's all set, they used to remind the client. The parents did die when the girls were 17. But the total amount of college money turned out to be only $10,000. Not enough to do anything with. The second wrong place to look for money is in borrowing. Now, aside from a mortgage, which many of us need in the early days of our financial maturity, borrowing is generally a terrible place to look for money. Borrowing enslaves you. It puts you in bondage to one who has control over you. Debt-free people are the freest people of all. If you have a choice of buying something now by borrowing or waiting until you can pay cash, please wait. What about your car? I would say make those car payments, but make them in advance to yourself. Then write a check for the car. Borrowing is like taking a cake out of the oven too soon. And you're borrowing from your own dividends, from your own freedom, from your own best life. Better to wait. Another terrible place to look for money is by gambling. In fact, gambling upsets me so much that it's hard even to talk about it. We'll do a whole episode on gambling and some other high-risk financial maneuvers. But for now, those casinos were not built by your winnings. The fourth wrong place to look for money is in robbing. Robbing? Wait, you would never rob. I would never rob. But sometimes, though we dare not admit it publicly, and though nobody knows but us, We look for money in the funds that are supposed to be allocated elsewhere. We shortchange the server's tip. We wait to give our giving, our tithe. 
The Bible puts it this way, will a man rob God? That's what it's like when we use our first fruits, our first dollars, our offering money on ourselves instead. The fifth wrong place to look for money is by seeking ungodly counsel. And that might include reading or watching some ungodly methods to get money, even allowing yourself to hear devious or false philosophies that financially oppose God. There are cunning methods out there that may appear to work, but ultimately, money that God does not bless will not last. We look for money in all the wrong places when we read books about how to get rich quick, for example, knowing in our hearts that our God is a get-rich-slow kind of God. We seek the counsel of the arrogant, the godless, the spoiled, the devious, hoping, just hoping, that some of the breadcrumbs of their shrewdness will fall upon our investment account. Or we might read a book or listen to a show by someone who supposedly knows all the secrets to vast wealth, but think of it. If they did, wouldn't they be on their yacht somewhere in the Mediterranean instead of working so hard to sell their program to you and I? And the sixth place we look for money in a wrong place is by attaching, attaching to the wrong person for the wrong reason. Be very careful, dear one, about partnering with someone in a business or even a romantic relationship if you know they have a moral deficit. If it's a business partner, they may cheat or embezzle or one day cause you to go to jail. Well, now that I've completely depressed you, here are seven right places to look for money. Number one of the seven, earning. Now, you may think earning is a dull and difficult place to look for money, but earning comes with great benefits that make life wonderful. Some of the side benefits of earning are discovering, discovering who you are, discovering your talents and gifts and abilities. Another side benefit of earning is blessing, being blessed by circumstances that God orchestrates that spur you on to greater success than you ever dreamed. He is able to do far more than we would ask or even dream of. Another side benefit of earning is being blessed by another person, a new relationship, a friend you may carry with you the rest of your life. A friend or employer or colleague who may one day be headed for great promotion and want to contact you to join them in their new venture. Another side benefit of earning is the strengthening that happens within you. Strengthening brings confidence. You don't want to leave that on the table. The second place to look for money that is a right place, is saving. Your own savings is a wonderful place to look for the money you need. The first scripture I ever put on a business card 
was in the 1980s, and it was a verse from my Good News Translation Bible, which is the first Bible I ever had. And it simply said, quote, the wise man saves for the future. The foolish man spends whatever he gets. That's Proverbs 21.20. Now, that sounds ridiculously simple, but think of how deep this is in context with how many of us process our money. No, the confidence that comes from dipping into our own well for what we need is unequaled. Now, to save means to hold back from spending, to delay gratification, to postpone it, not to get rid of it, but just to put it off a little bit, to discipline the whiny self within each of us that wants everything now, just like when we were two years old and not yet wise. But the wise man and woman saves for the future. It is only the foolish that spend every penny they get. The third right place to look for money is by selling. Yeah, selling our stuff. You know that treadmill that's been sitting around and you've been using to put your clothes on? My friend earned $1,000 at a garage sale. I had seen her stuff before the sale, and I have to tell you, it wasn't so great, but it all adds up. Come to think of it, I paid $20 for somebody's old lamp at a garage sale. You know how it is, and it does add up, and it does make sense. The fourth right place to look for money is in studying. Yes, pursuing a greater career, pursuing an education. I remember when I was going to do financial planning and someone asked how long it will take for me to do my studying. And I said, well, I've got about three or three and a half years left. And they said, so long, that is too long. And I said, those three or three and a half years will go by anyway, whether I do it or not. So what should you study? Well, aside from your education, one of the things you should study is scripture. Scripture is loaded with over 2,000 mentions of money. The book of Proverbs, I always tell you, is something you should read every day. My husband and I have done so for years. There are 31 chapters. They're very short. You could read them in three to five minutes. And they touch on so many, so many aspects of money. The fifth right place to look for money is investing. The Bible talks a lot about investing and it applauds it. Don't hide all your money in a money market account. Invest wisely. Find a great financial advisor to escort you through the process. The sixth right place to look for money is by initiative. Dictionary.com says an initiative is a project undertaken or to be undertaken, especially one that is important or difficult or requires boldness or energy. That's you. It says that enterprising is characterized by great imagination or initiative. I know that that is something that you can do. Invest in your educational path. Build a business, a career, a life. The only reason some of us never find the work we were born to do is because we've never dared to step outside our comfort zone. What is the risk? 
Well, we don't exactly know, but we're just afraid. Dear one, if you make a mistake, it does not mean your life is a mistake. I think you need to hear that again. If you make a mistake, it does not mean your life is a mistake. Get out there. I want to read two scriptures to help support you in the courage to do the great work that you have within you. First, Psalm 37, verse 23 and 24. The steps of a man are ordered by the Lord who takes delight in his journey. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed, for the Lord is holding his hand. And another scripture for us today, this one from Proverbs 24, 16. For though a righteous man may fall seven times, he still gets up. If you are loved, which you are by God, you are safe to try. So look for money in the right places by earning, saving, selling, studying, investing, and taking the initiative. Bye for now. Let's continue our conversation. Subscribe and be notified when the next episode airs. And if this has helped you find financial happiness, please share it. Let's close the gaps, heal the hurts, and put God at the center of our finances. Come visit me at elizabethbrickman.com, where subscribers receive additional content. And thanks to my co-producer and audio engineer, Tyler Harrison.